welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ian McKnight. And today on the show, we are doing a TikTok teardown. That's right. We have collected some clips of good and bad financial advice from the TikTok, and we are going to listen and react to it today. Now, Andrew has not seen these. I've gone away and, and picked them up. So I'm going to play them to him cold and see his reaction. Here is the first one, and this is all about the crypto. What so you're telling crypto? me I put Investment $8,000 in a crypto 8K to 50 to and K. it turned into 52K? You see why I don't settle for minimum wage? Despite crypto and investing being risky, one investment can outbeat all the work that you've been doing for a whole year. Mind you, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your money. I'm just simply an investor sharing with you one of my experiences. If you're curious about which crypto it was that I invested in, it was Celsius. And how exactly did I know when to invest into it to give me such a profitable return was because I work with trustworthy experts that I then take a financial decision and risk on my own part and decide to invest into it. Too many people think any form of making money online or any form of income online is a scam. It's 20 freaking 22. Stop listening to your friends and your family members who are all broke and start actually taking risks <laughs> and take opportunities for yourself. Even then, if you have money sitting in the bank, it's not doing you anything and it's not growing you anything. Put it to use. Anyways, if you were in my circle, you probably would have known about this and you probably would have made a return on this as well. Chances are, if you're watching this, you're probably not. Would you rather stick to having the same old friends that you have, or would you rather have a friend like me? <laughs> I'm just saying. So, Andrew, what do we think about that? By the way, this is Lily Zaremba. Wow. So, so some notes. So, uh, look, crypto is, I don't know that you could categorise it as an investment. It, it is a gamble at best. And there have been some people that have made some serious wins. I know more people that have made losses now post the correction in the market. I think, can you even call it a correction? I don't know. So one sunny day doesn't make a summer, although Celsius does sound like a hot investment. Oh. No good. <laughs> I like the part where she said, it's 2022, don't take advice from your friends or family if they're broke, which, I mean, I get the fact that she's saying don't take advice from someone if they're not in the financial position that you want to be in, but she then said, it's not growing you anything. And I just thought, I probably wouldn't take advice from a financial advisor that used that term either. Well, no, remember, she did disclose she's not a financial <laughs> advisor. And I, it's quite interesting interesting because this person, Lily Zaremba, has been around for a wee while mm. and her previous ones were even more aggressive. Really? But after being called out a couple of times, being like she's not a financial advisor, that's why at the start she says, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm an investor trying to probably please a regulator there. And the other thing that I want to show you, if I just zoom in right up the top, you can see these are my personal performances. Past performances don't guarantee future gains. Investing is extremely risky. It's right up the top, hidden behind the TikTok logo. And it's in the, the very, very fine print. So I think she's probably been pulled up a couple of times, Absolutely. maybe by a regulator in the US, and is now having to put some weird disclaimers around this. I think if anyone was mad enough to invest following watching this, they deserve to lose their money. Oh, guaranteed some people would. I know. So let's come on to the next one. This one comes from a guy called Chris Crone. Let's see what he's got to say. Max out your 401k 
could be the dumbest advice that I've ever heard for anyone that wants to take financial control of their future. Why? But Chris, it's free money. You do max contribution and the company matches you. It's awesome. Like, are you kidding me? First of all, I give you my money and I'm never going to see it for decades. Like, why would I give that to you even if you're matching it? It's not real. It's fake funny money. I can't use it. I can't invest it. I can't do anything with it. And it's on the roller coaster of the stock market, which means that I'm going to be averaging three, four percent on my money. Now, by the way, just so you know, when inflation is 3%, which is what your the, the value of your dollar is losing every year and you're gaining 4%, 4 minus 3 means that you're netting 1%. Let that compound over you know, the next 30 years and you're going to be happy with it turning into a pile of nothing. Poof. So this guy, just so we're clear, 401k is basically the American equivalent of KiwiSaver, and that's what he's talking about here. Now, Andrew, what's your reaction to this? Well, I think his numbers were misleading. He's talking about you know your increase being a net 1%. Even if that's true, you've doubled your money by getting the employer contribution. And talking about it being funny money and anything like that and not being available, yeah, that's the idea of a retirement savings. It's not available. So I think this is BS advice. One thing, though, to be fair, is if you were in a conservative fund, it would be 3 to 4% would be the return of the money that goes into the account. I remember I saw somebody saying, oh, but the share market's going up at 7 8% per year. Yeah, that's fair enough, but many people in New Zealand are actually in even more conservative funds than 3 to 4%. But again, you can elect to have as lower performing product as you want based on your risk profile. If you've doubled your money, the return that you're getting on that money is so insignificant because you've already doubled it. Yeah, through the employer contributions. Of course, in New Zealand, we've got the government contributions as well. Now, having said that, there are times on the show where we talk about that if you go beyond the point, so if you're investing above what your employer's putting in, there could be a, a very strong argument not to continue contributing into KiwiSaver and to put it into something that's more liquid. Now, that'll be everybody listening to the show. You get to decide that for yourself. But, you know, there could be an argument for that side. Cool, let's come to the next clip. Oh, it's from previous Christchurch resident, Dolph DeRoos. This premise here on my left, your right, used to be a restaurant. In fact, I ate there. I had a traditional Dutch breakfast called an Oatsmater. But right now you can see that it's a Starbucks. And honestly, if when Starbucks has started about 40 years ago now, if you'd suggested to me that we get into the game of having Starbucks and that there'd be in 88 countries and that there'd be a new Starbucks open just about every day, I would have said, no, not enough people drink coffee. And yet coffee drinking has become a pastime that's popular all over the world. In Vietnam, for instance, I've seen seven coffee shops in a row and they're all thriving and doing particularly well. And we don't know if in 20 or 30 years time there'll be a coffee shop there, maybe not. But it doesn't matter because whoever owns that building will be able to lease it out to someone else. And the trick with commercial real estate is not having that instant trend and riding it because if you got into the game of selling fax machines or telling, selling telex machines for that matter, you'd be out of business now. But the people who own the premises that sold telex machines and then fax machines, they still own that property. They lease them out to other businesses now. Coffee shops, in fact, is a great business, so much so that if I can't find an operator for a coffee shop, I'll often start one and then sell the business with a lease in place, because what I want is a building with a lease in place. To find out how you can get leases in place, have passive income, index for inflation for the rest of your life.
What do we think about old Dolphy here? Uh, some truth and some not truth. I mean, I think that the reality is New Zealanders do like property and like businesses. And we've got a lot of self-employed people that I work with who run very successful businesses, which then allow them to invest in property. So I think that actually there's nothing wrong with investing as business as well. But you do have to realise that business isn't for the faint-hearted. As a business, property is probably one of the easiest businesses you can get to and probably one of the more safer if you can use that word, businesses to get into. Whereas, you know, I've seen a lot of empty commercial buildings that used to have coffee shops in them. So when you say there can be a tenant any time, I actually don't think that's quite true either. Yeah, and I I don't think he was saying, though, that you, you're going to be able to get an easy tenant any time. But you've still got that property available to rent out to somebody else if you need to. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm of the opinion you, you can do both. There's only one way, really, to make extreme money, and that's by leverage. And you either leverage through people's time, i.e. owning a business, or through property, through the bank's money. I think you'd be a bit mean about old Dolphy. I put this in here as a good as an example nah, of what I'm, I thought I'm was pretty fifth, good. I'm, I'm half in, half out. Oh, you can't be half pregnant. What's that got to do with the price of fish? (laughs) But I don't think you're being a bit mean, and I'll tell you the reason why. It's because you can only fit so much into a minute 20. That's where you're wrong. (laughs) It's not like old Dolphy here. If uh, uh, Hopefully he's not listening. No, he's definitely not listening. You know, there's only so much you can say in a minute 20, and I think as far as... Fin talk goes or money talk goes. I think this is about as good as it gets. Okay, all right. Fine. Let's go Sweet to the yourself. next one. I'm a hard man to please, mate. So you want me to give you ten thousand dollars? Yeah, that's not happening. But I will show you how to do it yourself. First, go to Google and type in npccoin.io. Once you hear, if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see there's a ton of different ways to make money. The first one is market cap growth. Holders of NPC coin make money as the value goes up. On top of that, you make passive income. Every time someone buys or sells, holders make three percent of that. Then the easiest way is the Shill to Earn platform. How it works is whenever you post videos on social media about NPC coin, you make money. For example, this dude he posted two videos and got around 15,000 views. Based on this chart, those two videos are going to make him around 150 bucks. Not to mention, the team just gave away $15,000 to specific holders. To top it off, the crypto is extremely safe and it's been locked for a year. Pretty much means no one can steal all the money from the project. I'm going to hook you guys up, so if you want to check it out, go to npccoin.io. Now this, this is just a multi-level marketing scheme, if ever I've seen it, where we're just going to post videos and if it gets lots of views and gets lots of marketing, we're going to pay you for that. So I'll be one of the first to admit, I don't know a lot about cryptocurrency or how to do anything other than respond to my emails occasionally, but this sounds like Amway for the 21st century. What's Amway? (laughs) You don't know what Amway is? I don't know Amway. Amway's the OG of multi-level marketing. Yeah, but what they sell? Everything. They'd sell you your home consumables was kind of the big thing. Yeah, Very okay. successful company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I don't like about this is that if the whole thing's a fraud, then <laughs> I've bought into it because Ed posted something and I thought he was trustworthy and had my best interests. And I know Ed, Ed the economist, and really I'm just finding out now he's getting a kickback. Well, the other thing that's interesting there is they're saying anytime there's a transaction, so you sell your cryptocurrency in this case, then 3% of that gets distributed to everybody who's still there. Now, what does that do? So so the problem is eventually there's going to be so many links in the chain that there's not actually any money in the first place. No, no, no. The thing there, what they're trying to do is incentivize you to hold on to your crypto. Uh, What's that going to do? It's going to restrict supply. So it's going to try and get price higher. Mm. So then if you're 
incentivized to keep holding, price goes up as demand comes in. Until so the whole thing turns out to be fake. Well, the whole thing it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And so I think the key thing we're trying to show here with this TikTok is that hey, there's a lot of stuff that's being promoted on all sorts of social media that really doesn't have very strong fundamentals on it. Now, let's come to the last one before we talk more generally about it. I want to find out how one of my younger students, Hussein, 19 years old, took his trading account from £13,000 to £216,000 in just two months after nine months of mentorship under my academy. Click on the TikTok link bio for the one-hour free interview with him. And all the screenshots, my Facebook verified, everything is there. So if you want to doubt it, bring proof that it is fake. I want to see you try. So this is how a student evidently went from thirteen to £216,000 sorry, in the space of two months. So basically 25k New Zealand, all the way up to half a million dollars New Zealand. So I wrote down... If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. A lot of these things just strike me as appealing to people's greed. You cannot make that sort of money in that shorter period of time as a sustained amount. You might get it lucky, but I do not believe that that's something that's sustainable. Yeah, I, th- I, I kind of agree with that. And that with a lot of what we've seen today from some of these TikToks, there's some very good advice on TikTok. There's some stuff that I quite enjoy watching. Yourself. Um, <laughs> Yes, but there is some real dodgy stuff there. It's actually terrifying. But the thing that's important to say is there's always been dodgy stuff in investment. It's just that they're marketing on TikTok just as they would have been marketing on Instagram, just as they would have been marketing in newspapers a wee while ago. And now, lastly, I want to show you one of Robert Kiyosaki's. The U.S. dollar comes from debt. It's printed. I mean, it just basically doesn't exist. That's why the Rich Dad Company was formed and all that. And people don't know what the U.S. dollar is. It's called the fractional reserve system. I put in a dollar's savings in a bank and the bank can lend out 10. That's where dollars come from. It's on debt. And then there's guys like Dave Ramsey who say live debt free. And there's people like Rich Dad who say there's good debt and bad debt. And you have to know how to use debt to acquire assets. So we're actually converting something that is printed out of nothing, the dollar, to create assets like real estate or gold or silver or oil. So that's kind of my old man's logic. What do you think about that, Andrew? I think that he's dead right saying debt is a tool and there is absolutely bad debt, but then there's this thing called good debt which we can use to invest in assets like investment properties. I don't know they'd be investing in gold with debt, but definitely property. Look, what I'd say as well is, again, not everything on TikTok is actually bad. I have seen several articles talking about that. Oh, you've got to be very careful about watching or getting financial advice on TikTok. And you do to a degree, because as we've seen today, there's some really bad stuff on there in terms of people promoting risky assets as if they are safe. Or people seeming to suggest that you can make large returns relatively risk-free and you can get them there very quickly. And of course, we know that's not the case. But there are some really good stuff on there. I think you should use whatever medium you want, whether that be podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever it happens to be, in order to improve your financial position, if you can find it. I mean, we're on TikTok, Andrew, and I think our stuff isn't bad. I think if you're going to take any advice or you're going to follow any direction that you see on something like TikTok, then go and validate it by another source as well. Always make sure you do your research. 
Fantastic. Let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if it's time for you to grow your property investment portfolio, your next step is to come in for a portfolio planning session. Oh, I won't chew your ear off about that, but easy way to sign up. Whip out your phone, send us a text. Our number is 5522. Text us the word plan. We'll be in touch. See if it's the right fit for you. to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ebert Knight. And I'm Andrew Mackle. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most. Thanks,